0: From Muhlenberg College, this is 2400 Chew. I'm your host, Shakita Griffin. In each episode of this podcast, I talk to one Muhlenberg graduate about their current work and the industry in which that work is done. For this episode, I spoke with Dia Ganguli, Class of 2022, Community Health Organizer for the Pennsylvania Department of Health. As I do with most of these interviews, I began the conversation by asking how and when Dia became interested in her occupation.
1: I started taking public health classes at Muhlenberg in my sophomore year, my fall semester. And that was the first class that really got me interested in majoring in public health. Actually, it was the first introductory class.
0: Nice. And so what was it about those classes that really sparked your interest?
1: I think it was definitely my professors, Dr. Byszynski. She was, she's also, she was also my advisor. So we really, um, in the first class, we went over lots of topics in public health. It was probably one of the broad courses because it was an introductory class. So a lot of the topics we went over, I it really sparked my interest in public health, and hopefully narrowing down to choosing, um, I guess, the field that I really wanted to go into.
0: Nice. And how would you say what you've learned in that class, or? throughout your time in Muhlenberg really has translated into the job you have now?
1: The writing assignments that we had, I was able to choose some of my own topics to do research on, and that allowed me to grow more interest in epidemiology, actually,
0: which is what I want to uh, study in grad school. Could you talk to me through a little bit about what did your search process look like, looking for this job and ultimately landing it? since
1: so many jobs require master's degrees and even the entry level, it was very hard for me to search on. Indeed. I was looking on Glassdoor. I was looking on ZipRecruiter. I was even looking on Handshake. I was looking everywhere. It took me a long time. I went through a few interviews. I had a, a network connection who got me an interview and unfortunately I didn't get the position. So I had a few interviews that didn't really work out. I also was offered a job through a couple interviews that I had, and I chose to work for the Department of Health. So it really took a few months
0: for me. Yeah. I was doing lots of, lots of research, so it took, it took time. <laughs> and I think that's so important to be able to showcase that it's not a one and done. You know, that's a pretty rare scenario, yeah. that it really does take time you know, utilizing your network, doing that research to see what's out there and what the options are. So, you know, when you got this job offer, what was it that made the Department of Health appealing?
1: Definitely working for this is more of a contractor position. So the contract ends in May of next year. So I knew that if this was my first job working for the Department of Health, it would add to my resume where I could hopefully apply For other jobs in the Department of Health, other jobs that were more advanced, like the CDC, working for the state, working for the National Institutes of Health. I was really using this job as to build a foundation, especially having that on a resume, working for the Department of Health as a first job was very appealing to me. Mm -hmm. After reading the job description, after meeting with so many people, having a mentor. I really thought that this is the best position for me to start with in my
0: public health career. And I love that you're able to see it as a stepping stone. You know, that first job is more than likely not your last job. (laughs) You're going to have a (laughs) lot of those switches along the way. And especially with you having grad school on the horizon, I think it's really great that you're able to think about this in the long term. So let's dive a little bit more into your current role. Could you talk through one? Is there a typical work day? You know, and if there is, what are the types of things that you're doing?
1: As a community health organizer, I work completely remotely. I'm always at home during the day. My, sh- my day starts at 8:30, ends at 4:30. So during the day, I could have some webinars scheduled, I could have some meetings scheduled with partners, um, a community health organizer, a group meeting just going over just weekly. Those are usually on Mondays at nine. And then I could also have an event planned where I could go to a faith-based organization. Um, I could even go to colleges and speak there. It's really mainly in the county that I'm assigned to.
0: What are your overall goals as a community health organizer? What is the goal of your role?
1: Promoting more awareness of COVID-19 and getting vaccinated that's definitely the biggest goal with this job is to promote vaccinations and more knowledge of COVID and other vaccinations in general and educating the public on public health and how useful we are and how we can all work together if we're all educated on public health we can all work together to hopefully not eradicate COVID-19 but hopefully decrease the numbers because those are going up unfortunately.
0: So it sounds like that work is achieved through a lot of relationship building, presentations, you know, are those the types of things you're doing? It's the
1: biggest, it's the most important part of this job is creating relationships with other, there's a vaccine coalition, immunization coalition that I'm currently working with in Montgomery County. I live in Montgomery County, but I'm assigned to Northampton County. I haven't been able to work in Northampton, but I've done more in Montgomery County. So planning events with other organizations, planning vaccinations. I've had some people reach out to me asking if I can speak to their classes, their public health classes. Nice. <laughs> That's kind of making me anxious because <laughs> I've done something like that before. So um, that will be coming up in the next month or so. So definitely based on education, promoting getting vaccinated, it's very important with this job.
0: Are you able to bring new initiatives to the table in terms of how you're making these relationships or designing new events? Or, you know, is it something that's a fairly standard template that you're following?
1: So definitely more of a standard template where we could be vendors at some sort of bigger event where we can bring COVID-19 testing kits and everything. My favorite part is bringing stickers that say I got my COVID-19 vaccine because I love stickers and who wouldn't? I mean, I know I'm looking forward to bringing all my stickers to the college class at Montgomery County Community College in the next month because when you see laptops and everything at a college, they're covered in stickers Mm and my personal water bottle and my laptop covered in stickers so
0: that's what I'm looking forward to bringing nice so you know that that's a good marketing tool that relates to a lot of people the stickers yes that's probably one of my favorite things
1: ever is bringing something that um anybody can really take away from the event
0: and so you did mention that you work remotely do you feel like it's Mm -hmm. more difficult to create that network being remote are you still going out there and doing a lot of visits how is that working
1: I guess it is easier to reach out, but it's also nice when I can meet my partners in person when going to their events and going to where they work and planning out these events also. It takes a lot of time, lots of working with your partners. So it definitely requires lots of organization and making sure that things are in order.
0: There's parts of that that are easier remotely, you're saying, and then parts of it that are a little bit easier in person.
1: Maintaining those partnerships and relationships is definitely easier in person. When you get to communicate things in person, it's easier. But sometimes information can get lost in email, especially when your emails are getting flooded every day.
0: (laughs) And are you kind of working independently or are you part of a team in your role?
1: We have different groups, like community health organizer work groups. I'm in the surveys and reporting work group, which has to do with a lot of statistics, actually, which I minored in stat. So there's a big community health organizer work group. There's about 38 of us that wor- that are working around the state. But then there's also different work groups. We have one big team, and then we have some little teams that work together.
0: You have to definitely keep yourself organized to. Manage some shorter term projects, it sounds like, as well as the bigger working group projects and keep everything moving forward. You know, especially since your role is based around education around the COVID vaccine. You know, I think it would be safe to say it might not exist had there not been the pandemic. But I really wanted to dive into how has the pandemic affected the work that you're doing?
1: This position is newer actually. So I believe this job started in April of 2021. I was hired in June of 2022, officially. So it was going on for almost a year when I started. But I know that since this job began, there's definitely been an increase of awareness, like especially with Vaccinations and everything, because there are people who still haven't gotten their vaccine. I was actually at a meeting this morning, and it was just an overview of a recent event that happened last week. And the presenter said that some people, maybe 30 people, had gotten their first vaccine, but the first dose. And that made me think that, okay, so there are lots of people who probably haven't even gotten vaccinated, period. So I think that this job has definitely increased the awareness and knowledge that people need to actually get vaccinated. And it's just in general, um, this is only in Pennsylvania, this mm-hmm. position, of course. So imagine if there's many people here in the state. Like, I've noticed that the numbers, the vaccination numbers are lower in the western part of the state. And I'm not sure. I, of course, I live in Montgomery County, so I haven't really traveled to that part of the state at all, like recently. And so, the one thing that I always like wanted to note is that this pandemic has, um, has definitely improved the knowledge of COVID-19 and the importance of vaccines to people like around the state and I'm sure around the country, of course. Yeah.
0: And so especially being in public health where, you know, no one would have known what a pandemic would bring us before we had to live through it. You know, how do you tailor your skills to the different challenges that may rise, you know, especially thinking about as you might go to grad school How do you consider your transferable skills and how they may apply to your future work?
1: Yeah. So the one thing that's important to me is educating myself and preparing myself for something that I wouldn't really know about. So I know that with my uh, grad program, I'm looking forward to interviews and everything. Um, So A lot of the program requires data analysis and working with RStudio and Python. I haven't worked with Python in like three years. So that's like just that's just an example of how educating myself is very important before I have to educate somebody else. That's very important to me, because when I have to go speak to a class, I don't want to be giving out bogus information. Of course. that's why. the the um I'm definitely going to bring my own resources and everything, and I have maybe five or six boxes of COVID testing kits in my living room right now, so I'm going to bring a couple of those. Yeah, definitely. There's only ten <laughs> students in that class, so I don't know. I want to give those out as much as possible because my parents are not happy that they're just sitting there. Gotcha. They've been there. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes educating myself before educating somebody else is the most important thing
0: for me nice and if you think back to your your time at Muhlenberg recent as it may be uh how or what are the things that you would identify as having best prepared you for life after college what are the things that whether you were involved with them or classes you took what are the things that best prepared you for life after Muhlenberg
1: Oh my gosh, definitely the Career Center. I, yes, I I went to the Career Center for help with my resume. And when I worked, oh my gosh, I forget her name, but she left, I forget her name, but she fixed my resume completely. And oh my God, I just, I know that it looked horrible before, but when she fixed it for me, I was just amazed and so, like, I don't know, so relieved because it looked so bad before, but that's just one of the biggest improvements ever. Just, like, um, the peer center definitely helped me out a lot. And the interview booth. Nice. Sorry, that's the most recent thing that I used there.
0: No, we love that. And Believe me, this is not a paid endorsement. You know, <laughs> I'd love to hear utilizing those Career Center resources. Oh and yeah. and we we only Everything want to have more students taking advantage of it. Yeah,
1: I definitely um, I love working with everybody in the Career Center. So um, also, I mean, all of my classes, all of my professors that I had, it was I was able to create a good relationship with everybody where they could give me any advice that I needed and any anything that I asked for, really. um, I think just um, just the relationships that I created with my professors and how how much they helped me was the best thing ever. And I really miss school. Mm -hmm. I genuinely miss school. And I miss Java Joe because I used to work there. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that was my happy place.
0: <laughs> Java Joes is a lifeline on campus.
1: <laughs> it is. And now I just, I miss the people. I do. I don't miss living in the village, but um, I I just miss everything about Hamburg. Aw. Um,
0: Well, believe me, it's always a ringing endorsement that you had a positive experience and think back, you know, very fondly on your Muhlenberg experience. Definitely. You know, to kind of round us out, what guidance or advice would you give to someone who's interested in doing what you do?
1: I definitely recommend researching anything in the field, in any classes that you take, if something catches your eye look into it. If this is something you want to do in your future, research everything. I did that. I looked into epidemiology. I looked into global health. I looked into everything and I realized that this is what I want to do. So research, think about what you want to do. Talk to your professors, definitely. If you express interest in something, also ask them if they have any research and if you'd like to join in on that also apply for the career center the the winter internships I forget externships. What those
0: were yeah the winter externships. Yes. 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 yes
1: yes definitely apply for those I got many connections after uh, participating in one couple of years ago awesome. so and just gain as much experience as you can
0: This episode of 2400 CHEW was produced by the Office of Alumni Affairs at Muhlenberg College. It was recorded remotely and engineered in the studios of WMUH Allentown, Pennsylvania. Our opening and closing music from Cowboy Bebop is performed by the Muhlenberg College Jazz Big Band.